1: Mean online media presents the Olivia Fox podcast. Welcome to the Olivia Fox podcast. It's another episode. We want to thank you guys so much for supporting this podcast. Remember to tell a friend to tell a friend. Your girl is here. We up in here. Another fantastic guest. I had an opportunity to meet this gentleman. Okay. this past week, I was a guest. They were nice enough to uh, invite me on the wonderful game show Couch Party. Uh, It's basically on the AURN, American Urban Radio Network online. And I met this host and I was like, "Okay, wait a minute. Who is this? What does he do? And he's fine. But the thing that struck me so much about this gentleman was the energy, the energy of this brother. I'm telling you, y'all gonna feel it. Please welcome to the Olivia Fox Podcast. It's Jonathan. Hello.
0: Oh, hello. What What an intro. I love that. Come on.
1: <laughs> I got to blow Fox. you up, boo. I got to blow you up.
0: I love it. I, I
1: receive it. I receive it. How you doing? I'm really, really well. First, I want to thank you so much. I know you're super busy, but I want to thank you for accommodating me. You know, the whole time I was on the couch party, which, by the way, I had a ball. It's, what, Good. every Thursday at 430?
0: Yep. Okay, just want to
1: put get that out there. Um, I was the whole time I was having, I was laughing at Kiki, and people were like, "Oh my God, you guys seem like you've known each other forever." And I was like, "I know." So I was like, "I'm going to feel be available to come on this show." And so when you said you were good, I was like so excited and happy. So. Thank you so much for gracing this podcast. Now, let's get into it. For folks who aren't familiar with who you are, I know that you're a meaty personality. You do the red carpet. You're all over the place. You're a former model. You're a Kappa man. Tell you know, everybody a little bit oh, about oh, you Yana.
0: Better, you better know about the Kappa man. You oh, oh, got here. The here. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it's always ready. Always That's ready. what's up. That's what's up. <laughs> Tell
1: everybody about who you are
0: yeah so um first of all thank you so much for having me on your show it's an honor you you're an amazing amazing woman so you know when you had said that i was like immediately i whatever i gotta do i'm gonna move it so uh yes thank you but um yeah i'm jonathan Elias. i'm ebony magazine's lead correspondent uh their first correspondent actually they they did a whole nationwide search for uh uh, uh yeah two correspondents a male a male and female so Went against thousands of people and got celebrity judges like Lisa Ray um, and a couple other people to pick the video and pick the winner. So I've been uh, doing all their like red carpets, all of their interviews for uh, different press tours, celebrities, actors, singers galore. So it's, it's an awesome thing to uh, represent something so phenomenal like ebony magazines, like what is it, seventy-six or seventy-seven years now. Um and uh, I, I really do take it, I take that very serious. You know, so other than that, I do acting and like you said, modeling. I I'm I'm casting a couple of shows coming up. So baby boys, you know, we working. We working. That's good. Yeah, That's good. That's what you're
1: supposed to be doing. Yeah. Especially when you have talent. You're like the complete package. So I'm I'm just so glad you're doing all of that, you know, when you hit upon Ebony Magazine, I can remember even going back into my childhood. That is a part of us. That's, you know, when you think about Ebony Magazine, I think about Jet Magazine, Ebony Magazine. That's how you kept up with what we were doing. And Mm. the fact that it's still around and you to have your brand tied with them, that's gotta be
0: amazing. It's insane. So yes, just yesterday, I'll even talk about, I I can have hundreds of stories when it comes to Queen Latifah or Whoopi Goldberg, or I'm just talking about yesterday, I had to do a concert where uh, Grandmaster Flash was a DJ, and, and he is one of the founding fathers of hip hop. Uh, and he was ready to go, not gonna lie. When he got off that stage, he left it all out there and he was like, I can't do nothing, I'm out. And I literally said, you know, sir, I'm with Ebony Magazine, and it would be an honor to talk to you. We just need to get to the people because we're all about moving Black forward, and that's all you have been about your entire career. He said, you said what? Ebony, <laughs> come up into my trailer. Right. Like, immediately. Everybody was like, wait, oh, Ebony? Oh, come on, come on. Nobody else got that, you know? So, um, I love that we appreciate, we still appreciate, and we respect uh, where where, you know, Ebony came from, and like, uh, just the stories. He was telling me stories about his grandmother having the magazines on the on the table. And this is one of the founders of hip hop, like, you know, right. the, one of the founding fathers of hip hop. So um, it's such an honor to to represent something so iconic and legendary like that.
1: That's such a blessing. Really? Yeah. Honestly. Now, how did you decide? Because I, I, I know you went to school uh, in L.A., is that
0: correct? College? Undergrad? Undergrad in uh, in California, yeah. And I got my masters at Howard University.
1: Ain't you okay? No. So what vice made I'm you okay. <laughs> what made you want to go into this particular field? Like oh, what was the bug? Because I know a lot of people that are in media, there's a bug that hits them and then they know at a deciding point this is for me. So what was that for you?
0: As a child. I knew that I wanted to be in entertainment. I always had a love for it. But I'm first generation in the United States. My parents are African. My mom is Eritrean slash Ethiopian. My dad is Nigerian. So all they know about is education. So I had to tell them, listen, I'll go to school. Uh, I'll even study to be in the medical field if you want. But you also have to understand that I'm going to also do what I want, you know. So I even when I graduated from Howard with my master's, I got a 4.0 and I literally did that for them, what? <laughs> you know. Yeah. So um, as a teenager, when I really had the chance to start researching, you know, because my parents weren't going to do it, they didn't know anything about, you know, entertainment. So I, I bought my car at 16, took myself out to auditions and I landed my first gig as one of Soul Train's. Lead dancer, so I was one you of the. You ma- no
1: on Soul Train, were you?
0: For the last three years of Soul wow. Train's life, it ended in 2005, I believe. So I was one of the young. I was like 17 years old dancing on Soul Train stage, and um, from there, I, I you know. I've always gotten everything on my own. You know, it took year almost a decade, over a decade, to get an agent to actually start booking bigger stuff. But everything that I've ever gotten in my career before is all on my own. So that bug is, I think I was born with the bug Right. entertainment, you know. And thank God now that, you know, this is my main. Thing, my family supports it hundred and ten percent. They're like, you have made us proud. You went to school. Aww. You, you know, I had a show back in Ethiopia that like put our name out. You, you know, wow. it was huge. So, um, they they're like, you know, a part of the team now. They're like, did you talk to Tyler Perry? You should ask <laughs> him if he can get you a job. Like, they actually care. You know, right. So that's awesome, because they know I ain't about to be a doctor no more. <laughs> right,
1: right. You know, like it's, it's, it's wonderful when you um, have these stories and are able to share <clears throat> the journey. And that's what I really try to do here on this podcast, because we see the fame and the shine. We see you here and there. But a lot of times people don't know you've been doing this for a while. You You know, you had to start from the ground and work your way up. So I love that people that's share true. that.
0: I didn't slept in my car before I skipped school and college, but still made sure that my assignments were um, turned in just for, just to be an extra in a movie. I think I was an extra in notorious. I slept in my car for three days with no heat and it was freezing. Like I literally almost got pneumonia because wow. I just wanted to make sure that I, you know, built networking and, and, and connections and I, I grind to the, roughness of um my skin so uh i've there was a journey there definitely was a journey um but i'm here to tell it that look at you now shining. yeah if you keep it going just can't give up right and
1: you know what that's what it is if you're going to make it in this industry rather be radio television media you cannot give up because you get a thousand no's but sometimes all it takes is one and that networking piece is so important
0: yeah yeah, that was a that was a big issue for me, the nose growing up. Uh um, yeah. I grew up really insecure uh in my looks, you know, my culture, my background. I got bullied as a kid. So to be an adult and like still not be good enough and get nose, I was like, what is this? Like this is a huge shot to my ego, man. It hurts, right. you know. It humbles you. It humbles you, but you also have to learn how to Turn a no into motivation, you know, that's what I did. I was like, okay, it's a no now, but that's just preparing me for something that's going to be so much bigger. And that's what got me through it. You know, it wasn't easy getting there, but it definitely, you know, it definitely helped me once I finally got in that mindset, you know.
1: I think, yeah, because- you know, a lot of times with life, whether it be your professional or personal, it's about the art of the pivot. And You have to be able to pivot from a negative situation to positive and always get that mindset. Visualization, I'm sure you know all about it, to see yourself where you want to be, that helps. But the, the life is all about the power of the pivot.
0: Yes, I agree. 100%. So now
1: when you're on the red carpet, because I, yeah. I really wanted to get into this. <laughs> when you're on the red carpet, now when you do a podcast, you can prepare and get your stuff together and got everything laid out and you know where you want to go. But right. when you're on the red carpet, anybody could say anything at any given time. Anything can happen. So how does Jonathan keep himself together and prepare himself for whoever and whatever?
0: That's a, that's actually a really great question. I've never got asked that. Um and the answer is, I so I any red carpet I go to, y'all could go to my page, go to Jan Finellius TV on Instagram. You are gonna say, see that I'm coming onto that red carpet as if I am in the film that we're doing the red carpet for. Every, I think I did uh, Black Panther, and I came in this crazy, um, like beautiful suit. I it was like all symmetrical and stuff. And Queen Latifah was like, wait, are you in this? Do, do I? And I was like, no, I'm about to interview you. She's like, oh, you over here dressed like you know? Bobby Brown at his premiere. He was like, Dan, you came to my premiere looking better than me. And, <laughs> and that's how I prepare. You come looking mm. good, feeling good with great energy. They're going to give it to you right back. So um, there are times where... The the uh, artist or the performer, the celebrity, they don't want to do an interview, you know. But you come in with those good vibes. Um, it literally, you see it just turn. They're like, yo, this was this was awesome, and that's what I that's what I do it for. You know, that's what I I feed off of. I feed off of their happiness. I actually cater to them because as an interviewer, you know, it's not just about. You know, you just throwing out questions. Like I really want them to enjoy. I want to create a whole experience for them. So it's it's a it's a treat for them to come and talk. You know what I mean? I make it a treat.
1: And that makes a world of difference because people can feel that. Like I was saying, when I met you, I can feel that, that it's being genuine. It's being down to earth. It's being like, okay, I'm happy to be here and I'm happy that you're here. Let's make something beautiful. Let's make some magic up in here. And you can feel that it makes a difference. It really, really does. Can you remember somebody specific that you thought was going to be one way? You ain't got no name no names, but you thought it was going to be one way, but it turned out to be something else. And how did you deal with that?
0: (laughs) I'll name the name. (laughs) I've never told this story, but I was so embarrassed. So like, like I say, I come with amazing energy to the point where you think that you know me. Like I interviewed Ludacris, I think a couple weeks ago and he was like, I know you, right? I was like, honestly, you don't. (laughs) You don't know me, but you know me now, brother. We brother Chris. And he was like, yeah, no, we cool. So I come with that energy. I interviewed Felicia Rashad, <laughs> the the legendary Felicia Rashad last, I think it was last year or the year before. And it wasn't even like that much, but I came in, I was like, this is like my mother, y'all in and the, and the camera. And she looked at me like, and I was like, oh no, no. Yeah, yeah. No, it's, you're not really, but and I was just like, oh my God. Backpedal, you backpedal, know, backpedal. <laughs> yeah, backpedal, backpedal. It was, um, and it wasn't like it was. It wasn't no dig or anything, but I definitely got like it. it definitely took me for a surprise. I thought she was going to be like, oh, because right. I I had met her at Whoopi's house once, and but it was just like in passing. You know, she was right. talking to Whoopi at the chair, so I was like, hey, and then like you know went went away. It was like a Christmas party, and. I knew she wasn't going to remember me from that but like I felt like I could, you know, play around cuz I like to play around a little bit. She was not having it. She, she wasn't with it. <laughs> and you know, it I it still was one of the best interviews that I've done because really? we just we got into it um just talking about moving black forward and what it means to her and why it was so important for us to come together for black uh movies and shows or award shows to show that, you know, we are here to support and the, just the regalness, you know, of her, just her, her presence. She ended up giving me a hug and, you know, oh. said keep this going after. So like, I still, you know, I still got the, <laughs> but you got it, the love. Said, it was just a little delayed. <laughs> it was a little delayed. I, that, it took, it took me for a loop. I was like, Oh my God. She, she looked at me like, and it wasn't like a hell like, it was she looked like I don't know you. You are not my son <laughs> right. Yeah.
1: Oh my goodness. Yeah
0: but yeah I that saw was...
1: I saw you um interview the cast of Martin online and you were talking about um moving black forward. Now what was your experience with that? Now keep it real, what was it like? <laughs> what was that like?
0: So Being on the set of Martin, like they literally built the set exactly how it was. I saw them when they first walked on and they were like, oh my God, in the very back, like by the window where Brumman used to come. Right. was a little, like a little table. There were pictures of Pam and her sister and Gina and her sister, not Tashina and Tisha, Pam and her sister, like actual pictures that they had that you can't even see the naked Mm -hmm. eye. But like, it's like little details like that. And to experience that for like on a show that I grew up watching, I never thought that we would see them together after all the stuff that had happened, you know, between them, see them just happy, celebrating each other. It was mind blowing, mind blowing. Mm. Um, And I got to tell them a story about Tommy you know, he actually, this was back in like maybe 93 or something when when um, OJ Simpson was running around in his, his Bronco. My mom was getting her hair done in L.A. And Tommy came into that salon with his son to go into the bathroom. And they got locked in there. <laughs> like, they got locked in. Yes. So he was like, you are so you're so exotic. Where are you from? And she's like, I'm from Ethiopia. And like they became cool. And I always wanted to tell him that story. And unfortunately, when he died, rest in peace, I was able to tell the people that he loved and who loved him. Uh, and they were just like, wow, look at that turnaround moment. Like you're sitting here talking to us now. Your mom was stuck in a salon with Tommy back in the 90s, early 90s, 90, 93, I think. Right. So um, yeah, it was just magical. It was magical. It was a magical moment
1: one of that's those moments you you'll just always remember you know it, it's amazing how paths cross and then all of a sudden you'll turn up and if you're lucky enough you'll come full circle and meet them where you're in a different you're on a different level they're on a different level but you can remember that time when that that's just amazing it's like a deja vu to the next level you know what i mean mm-hmm. it's it's amazing now who haven't you interviewed that you're like yeah I got, i'm going that's a goal that's what I'm going after.
0: So I interviewed I interviewed Tyler Perry, but I want to have a sit-down interview, like a one-on-one, like really delve deep between him and I want to also interview Oprah. Mm. She's so used to interviewing people and I don't think she's been interviewed um, in a while to where like she can really drop some knowledge and gems and just like talk. You know, I I, I like to give, like I said, experiences. So it would it wouldn't just be an interview. It'd be like almost like how Oprah used to do when she did Michael Jackson, go to his house and, you know, like actually walk around and really um, connect with them. You know, I don't want it to be a sit down, just very formal type of thing. So, yeah, Tyler Perry and Oprah.
1: I think that gives you the a, a more of an insight of the person because you can do the straight like on television when you do the straight interviews. But I think when you go into somebody's crib or yeah. maybe you're at a restaurant or sitting down having, you know, people are more open to yeah. give you, you know, a little bit more insight into who they are. Now, with Tyler Perry, um, were you like mesmerized at first? Were you comfortable were you feeling like oh my god it's tyler perry i mean what how how what was your mindset
0: yeah my mindset was like damn this nigga I'm sorry excuse me <laughs> <laughs> this, this man hand is huge <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 apologies
0: <laughs> apologize I was <laughs> like, this, man, this man's hands are huge like dang TV. but um it was so fast you know yeah it was such a fast uh interaction that I couldn't really feel but I was just like like he passed by me once the first time and then he came back out to the red carpet but when he passed by me I was just like and he like like I said said <laughs> and then, like walked back and I was just like I couldn't even tell him that my best friend is one of his main characters and sisters. I had like so many, you know, connections. I know his, his, you know, the baby's mother. I know she's Ethiopian. I know all these people, but like, I was just like, <laughs> until, you know, he came back on the carpet. I did a quick interview cause he had to go, co- he was being um, honored at an award show. It was here at the Apollo theater. Uh, but yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Next time I'm gonna get him though. I'm gonna get you him. You gonna get him. You <laughs> gonna get, go get him
1: for sure. So what? What's next for you? I mean, what in five years? Where do you see Jonathan? Where Where do you want to go? How's yeah. your career progressing? Wh- which direction do you want to? Do you want to do more TV? Do you want to do more acting?
0: Yeah, I'm actually doing a lot more acting now. That is exactly where it's uh, heading. I uh, have a couple of scripts. A couple of different series and movies and features that I will be pitching and creating. Uh, I, I was on a reality show on BET with T.I., and he was like, I cannot let you win this competition because if I won it, then I would have to be his executive assistant. So I was a finalist on the show, and he's like, I cannot let you win this because you are a superstar. You belong in front of the camera, not behind. And then he sent me to the side and said, You need to start creating. I took that and wrote my first script, wrote another script, wrote another, started perfecting the craft. And now I have these projects that obviously I'll be acting in as well. But you know, as a creator, I can create more opportunities for us. You know, I want to see more black female directors. You know, I want I want to see all of that in my projects. So within five years, I will have had projects under my belt. Uh, especially in acting, and um, and ho- hopefully maybe a game show. You know what I mean? Like I'll still be doing I my posting. Yeah, I, I I love as you you know as you saw. I just love I love giving. You know, especially if it ain't my money that I gotta give. Right. Like, you know, <laughs> like if I could give other people money, the white be- the white man money to, <laughs> to people and like say, change their life, well, sign me up. Like right. You know, the joy and like even when I had you on the show, just seeing you smile and laugh and uh, like I felt good. And to see that and to have that every day, like I think it's a blessing. That's what that's that's how I want to live my life. So, yeah, that's where I see myself.
1: You know, you have no idea talking to people for years and years and how many people are just so miserable in their lives and so miserable in their jobs. So to be able to get up every day and say that you love what you do, that is a blessing within itself and mm-hmm. something that will carry you along the way. I mean, wow, to be able yeah. to do that. Have, have you found that in Hollywood or uh, writing scripts and acting, it's changed for us in terms of diversity? Or do you feel like we still have a long way to go? Or have you dealt with that?
0: Yeah, no, that's a great question too. Um, I just did the red carpet for the blackening which was a phenomenal movie. Hilarious. What is it called? The Blackening. It is a Juneteenth movie, a full Mm -hmm. black cast. It is a, a horror slash comedy. First movie like it. It's almost like Scream, but a full black cast. When have you ever seen a full black cast in a horror where it's a comedy? Every second of it, you're dying laughing. You have to go to this movie with your friends, with your family. You guys will love it. The fact that we don't have movies like that because of opportunity issues is insane. The fact that that movie isn't well known, like you would know a movie that just got an Oscar nomination that was born as hell. Right. You don't know that that deserves it all is so unfortunate. So it starts with us, you know, so obviously, yeah, there is a block still. But luckily, we do have a lot more room to create. We have all these streaming platforms like Tubi. We have All Black. We have these um, platforms where we can start creating and pitching our shows. So now we have a, a word. We have a voice. Um, and like Issa Rae had said, you know, thank God now, you know, I have to learn. I can start creating shows or movies that tell our story without it having to be some kind of a tragedy. So just that alone shows that there has been progress in the film genre. But we do have a long way to go, but we could all get there if we support each other. It's not a crabs in the barrel mentality. This is uh, you know, I got your back, you got mine. The way I just talked about the blackening, I feel like I wrote it or I feel mm-hmm. like I'm in it. That's how I'm telling everybody. I went and paid for it again. I went and saw it at the screening and I told my best friends that we all got to go and watch this. And they are so happy that we did. I paid for it again. And I took my other friends because I like seeing the joy, you know, in their face. You know, if we all think like that, then it makes make such a big difference. So I agree, you know, and word of mouth.
1: Because I don't think sometimes, you know, I think sometimes we realize how much power we have, but mm-hmm. I don't think everybody, all, our entire communities understand the power that we have, not just with spending money on, on items and things, but in terms of a movement. It's just really about organizing and word of mouth, because I think that is one of the best ways. The Internet has helped a lot because when things happen, we, you know, word of mouth and it spreads fast. But I just don't think we understand the power we have as a together rather than moving, you know, apart individuals,
0: you know. I agree. And that's something that we all have to learn. And I I think that we are moving closer. You know, I I I would like to hope that we are. But we do we do have a lot of work. We do. do.
1: Well, I think you're helping the movement. I definitely do. You're a shining star. Where can people find Jonathan? Because I already mentioned the couch party, but run it down. How can people find you?
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm on. Uh, I mean, Instagram will probably be the best. I'm on Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter, but it's all the same. Jonathan Elias TV. So it's Y O N A T H A N E L I A S T V. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm out here. So, you know, I'm always on the socials. Just holla at me. (laughs) Absolutely.
1: Are you going to be down at Essence? Are you going to be covering anything for the Essence Music Festival?
0: So, um, I'm not this year because I have to go back home for family. My, my, Dad actually passed away last year. Oh, Um, I'm sorry. I know. So thank you. I I was actually at Essence working. And the day I was going to leave to come back home, we found out. So um, it's like his one year anniversary. So we were going to celebrate his life, you know, just like he would want. So I'm not going to be at Essence this year, but I'll be there next year.
1: We'll we'll look out for you. And I hope you have a safe travel. I really do. And prayers and thoughts to your family um, for those who were impacted. You know, he's got to be looking down on you and and smiling because you have definitely, definitely made him proud. It has been such an incredible pleasure talking to you and uh spending this brief time. Thank you so much for accommodating me and I wish you the best of continuous success because I know it's I know you're there. You just yeah.
0: shining. So <laughs> thank
1: you so much. Okay.
0: Thank you so much for having me. It's an honor like I said and thank you for just being an a icon and a legend. I know when I had you on the on the show, people were coming up after like different journalists and whatnot they're like oh my god that like she's paved the way miss olivia fox so thank you for doing that as well you know you are inspiration to people like me as well i
1: appreciate it that's gonna do it for the olivia fox podcast what an episode you guys make sure you tell all your friends we're here new shows each and every thursday jonathan thank you and we will talk again soon The Olivia Fox podcast is produced and hosted by Olivia Fox. Executive producer, Ken Johnson. Get the Olivia Fox podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Please subscribe, comment, and rate. Follow Olivia Fox on IG at Olivia Fox Radio. Follow the Mean Online line Media Podcast Network at Mean O-Line Media. Get the Mean Online line Media app in the App Store or on Google Play. The Olivia Fox Podcast is a Mean Old line Media
0: production. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun—